Welcome to the Pinkcast, the Pink Elephant podcast series dedicated to leading the way in IT best practices. My name is Graham Price. I'm a managing consultant with Pink Elephant, and I'm going to talk to you today for a few minutes about the importance of aligning change management and release management from the perspective of success criteria. So consider that change management is the guardian of your infrastructure, and the key role it plays is to make sure that no changes are made to the infrastructure without the appropriate approvals. Some of those approvals are going to be based on release criteria set by release management. All but the smallest and simplest of changes actually should have some degree of release planning behind them. And in larger cases, definitely should have a formal release plan attached to the change request. So release management sets up qualification criteria that are needed to ensure the success of a release. Things like including full system descriptions, technology details, the actual functionality for the application if it's if an application being installed, and so on and so forth. Change management will use that criteria to establish whether or not you're ready for release. So some of the things that change management is going to be looking for from release management to assess release readiness are sign-offs on test summary reports so they can see that the tests were actually completed successfully, sign-off on deployment and installation plans so they know that they're there and, in fact, are going to be used. There also needs to be a contingency plan or a rollback plan, a backup plan, in other words. Also, a deployment communication plan needs to be in place. So those are some of the things that, that change management needs to be looking for to assess whether you're ready to, to release your change and come up with a go decision for you to get that release done. There's also a target environment readiness checklist that includes the assessment of impacts on the other systems, the preparedness or the state of readiness for the operation support staff. Can they support this new application when it's being released? And hardware and software completeness. Do we have all the components in place that we need to make this release a success? So all of those things are going to be looked at by change management. Change management, if they're satisfied that they're all in place, will then give you the green light to go ahead and implement the change. For every release that is planned, there are success criteria established for that release, and the success criteria is critical in the testing of the release before it's ready to go out and in the decision-making process for change management to say, yes, you can go ahead and release this change. So what you want to know about is, for example, with an application is, are there any bugs? And frankly, there usually are some kind of bugs in the application, and quite often those bugs are found in testing. But just because you've got bugs in the application doesn't mean you can't go ahead and release it. So if you have release criteria or success criteria for a release that basically says, you know, we can tolerate certain minor bugs in the application and we can develop workarounds for them temporarily until we eradicate those bugs, we're good to go with this release. If that's what your release criteria for success talks about, then if you've got bugs in the release in the application, you're still good to go. You can still get a green light from change management, but it has to adhere to to the criteria. Release management is going to establish criteria for the success of the changes that are going into the infrastructure. That success criteria is in turn used by change management to decide whether it's a go decision on change, whether you can actually implement it. Secondly, it's going to be used to assess the outcome of the change once it's been implemented. So while change management, remember, is the guardian of the infrastructure, release management very much is involved in writing the rule book that change management is going to use to make its decisions. So release management is going to set the stage for change to give you an approval or not. So assuming that you've completed your testing and the results of the test, whether there are bugs or not, still falls within the criteria for success, then you have a go decision. And at that point, you're going to implement the change or execute the release. 
Once the change has been implemented, the first thing you want to do after that is establish whether the change criteria was met. Did you achieve the goal for the change? In other words, was the implementation successful? A successful implementation means that it was implemented according to the plan, that there were no issues, it didn't have to be backed out, and you achieved the functionality. So when you tested it for functionality, it actually worked the way you intended it to work. That tells you the implementation was a success. So let's assume you did a, a rollout of a new application on the weekend and you checked it out and it all seemed to be working fine. So folks come into the office on Monday and they start using this new application. That's the acid test. That's when you find out pretty quickly whether this was a success or not. Let's assume that folks start calling in with some issues, right? They're finding some functionality that doesn't quite meet their requirements. Again, you come back to the success criteria and apply those exceptions that are being reported through incident management to that success criteria to determine whether or not you're going to leave this change alone or whether you're going to need to back it out. Again, that's usually a pretty quick decision that you're going to make within a very short time after the change is implemented. So let's assume that, you know, you did have some issues reported, but you determined that they are within the scope of your success criteria, that you still meet the criteria for success, so you're not going to back it out. You're going to leave it in. The next step you're going to get involved in is looking at the actual success of the change overall. Did it achieve the end result? Okay, and a successful change usually means there are no issues, or at least there are no issues that go beyond your acceptance criteria or your success criteria. The real test of whether your change was successful may not come for a few days or even a few weeks after the change is implemented. Quite often the application, for example, that's been installed isn't fully utilized until you've gone through a business process cycle. For example, for financials, if you have a reporting tool that's been implemented, you may not find out until the month-end reports are run whether or not this is actually meeting the business requirements and whether there's any issues that the business reports back. Now, you can have issues with a change or a release. These issues reported by the users may not take you outside of your prescribed success criteria but because they are issues for the business, they are issues for the users, that means that they have to be logged against that change, and that by definition means your change was not successful. There may be requests. It could be something as simple as we'd like to change some of the layout of a screen. We'd like to change some of the look of the screen to make it a little more user-friendly, or it could just be minor bugs that were picked up by the users that didn't get caught in testing. So if you do have issues that are raised by users, that does mean that you are going to log them against the change. If you have actual functional difficulties with the application, those would raise incident tickets. Those would be logged against the change as well. And what you would have is an unsuccessful change by definition. Now, the reality is usually when those can be worked around with workarounds being created by incident management, you can just leave the change in. You don't have to back out of the change. And quite often the tool that you're using will allow you to set a status of that change to successful with issues rather than unsuccessful. Some folks just don't like to consider it unsuccessful if you've been able to implement it and it works. So to summarize... Release management writes the rule book that change management uses and enforces to make sure that releases are prepared, planned, and implemented correctly so that you don't have any issues and any errors going into your infrastructure. Within that rule book, there is a set of success criteria that is defined for the testing and implementation of changes. It's also used to determine how successful that change was. Without that rule book, change management really doesn't have a clear guideline for A, approving the change, and B, 
being able to determine how successful that change was. So you do need release management and change management working hand in glove on this to make sure that you get it right. Because after all, the intent for change management is to reduce the number of incidents that you're introducing to your infrastructure in the changes that you make. And release management is there to make sure that you're taking into account all of the aspects of a release or a change so that everything's working together the way it should be. Thanks for listening. If you require more information about this topic or topics related to ITIL best practices, you can find that on our website at www.pinkelephant.com. And within that website, you can also go to our Atlas site where we have more useful information about implementing ITIL best practices. Music